Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hey, Hello. hey everybody. Uh, we got a special one today. We're going to call this one Studio Cage Match, which is Ooh. a very interesting premise, we think. We're going to try this one, see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. It does sound special. Uh, Chris, why don't yeah, you explain what Studio Cage... Well, first of all, we're going to do Studio Cage Match, and then obviously we're going to go down the road and do a little What'd You Watch. I think I'm going to have to put the timer on it. You guys went a little overboard last week, and I don't understand... <laughs> Not everybody. Thank you. But one person goes bad. We punish all here. That's how it's going to work. So, uh, Chris, why don't you explain? That's what they did in France in the early forties. How many drinks you had when you came up with this idea, and then what the idea is? Well, uh, like I said before, uh, we, I, Ralph and I got together one night, and as we we were talking about some different ideas, uh, and had a few uh, adult beverages. I had about five or six at this point. You weren't driving. and, but I was not driving. You're at your house. So I was being a responsible adult. And uh, basically, uh, we came up with the idea, or I came up with this idea of, you know, oftentimes studios will both come up with the same idea, or at least they'll start a movie, someone will start a similar one, and no one blinks. Now, sometimes they do blink. The, the one uh, that I often think of that I remember reading about was uh, the movie Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman and... Um, who else was in that? Cuba Gooding Jr. Rousseau, Rousseau. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, exactly. Um, Monkey. That was a movie that was actually brought out because a different studio had bought the rights to the book The Hot Zone, which was a you know a real uh, you know was a nonfiction book about the the Ebola outbreak. Uh, but when they started doing Outbreak, which could be a fictional film about a fictional outbreak, which sounds a lot more exciting than a nonfiction movie about an outbreak that doesn't quite outbreak. Um, they pulled the plug on the hot zone and that never got made. So, but I'm always fascinated by when two studios come up with the same idea and kind of their take on it, right? And we're starting tonight with, uh, as the wheel showed us last time, um, 1999, um, Ants in a Bug's Life. Studio Cage Match. There can be only one. Okay, so here we go. Studio Cage Match. That's so Ants. cool, Ralph. Thank you, thank you, mm-hmm. Ralph. That's Ants. one of the best things you've done. Why don't you guys all be quiet, please? That that's, was uh, Ants versus the Bugs Life. Chris, give us a little, uh, little, little something, something here. Sure. Well, so in 1999, um, DreamWorks and uh, Pixar, who at the time was the world heavyweight champion and in some ways still is of animated films, uh, decided to both come up with a movie based on the life of bugs and ants and of. Uh, uh, a take uh, a humorous take on, on their lives slash our lives viewed through the world of ants and insects. Um, both of these films came out in 1999. I think both of them were summer 98, 98, Sorry, 98. A, a month apart okay. too. I don't, before you get, I, I want to, okay. There's an interesting side note about this film, right? Where it started, mm-hmm. right? Jeff, Jeffrey Katzenberg was working for Disney. Mm-hmm. I went to and, and and he created the premise for a, a movie called Bugs at Disney. He has a falling out with uh, uh, Eisner, I Eisner. think, mm-hmm. right? And starts Michael DreamWorks Eisner, yeah. with Steven Spielberg, and brings the Bugs movie with him, or recreates a Bugs movie. Mm-hmm. So now these two studios are competing basically 
with a film that started at Disney by Katzenberg, who's now doing his version Ants at DreamWorks. Exactly. I don't know. Was this their first animated? Was this DreamWorks' first animated? Uh, Anybody know? Yeah, DreamWorks. Yes. Okay, I think it was. It wasn't. No, obviously, it's not Pixar's, but DreamWorks. No, no, no. Okay. Was their second one. So I just want to throw that in because that's an interesting little, you know, <laughs> side note about how this thing started. Sure. This Go was ahead, the Chris, second I'm film. Sorry. Bugs Life was the second film after Toy Story, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so basically, what you have is you have one group, the 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 DreamWorks team basically decides to go with heavy duty on uh, celebrity voices. Let's put it that way. While a bug's life decides to go with heavy duty, groundbreaking, amazing animation. Right. Um, I think when you look at these two films, they, they, they're, they have a stark contrast in the quality of animation right out of the gate. Um, a bug's life looks fantastic. It looks super crystal clear and it's very, it's very smooth and vibrant. While ants looks a little bit fuzzy. Uh, a little bit dim. I get it. They're ants. They're underground and stuff, but there's plenty of stuff that takes place, um, you know, in the, um, out in the daytime. Um, uh, but so there's, there's a, there's a stark visual contrast. And I'm sure part of that has to do with the fact that, you know, uh, based on the simple fact that they were trying to probably rush one out, ants out and to beat Bugs Life to the, um, to the theater. And I believe ants actually came out first. Um, as far as uh, actual release time, um, to get to the films first, um, I think that was part of the thing, and I, I don't think it looks as polished. However, um, I think Ants is uh, far funnier, and it's it's much more of an adult film. Uh, it's sure. hardly an adult. It's hardly a movie for adults. Um, it even has a really tight runtime, a, a kids' runtime of only about an hour and twenty five minutes. Um, and when you cut out, you know, most animated films have extended credit sequences because of the number of people who actually work on them. You know, you're probably talking about an hour and 17 minutes of actual runtime. Um, but for me, you look at those two films and I feel like Ants is just far better than A Bug's Life. A Bug's Life is kind of, it's there, it's whatever. It's got a little bit of, you know, Magnificent Seven, Seven Samurai action happening. That almost seems like the basis of it. Um and then, you know, but it, it just kind of goes along. I mean, it's got a lot of like, you know, some jokey stuff. There's, you know, the one guy is kind of a uh, flip who's voiced by uh, Dave Foley. You know, he's basically like an inventor, who, an outcast who everything he does kind of goes wrong. And there's the, um, the grasshoppers played by, uh, with the lead grasshopper played by uh, Kevin Spacey. Uh, they're, they're taking over the um, bandit. The seven Samurai yeah, right there. Yeah. Taking the yeah. food. He's taken over the role Having of having the ants supply the food that the Eli Wallach. Eat. Yeah. yeah, the Calvera role, Eli Wallach. Um, exactly. But what I liked about ants was, is it really felt like more of a much more of a almost like a workplace comedy in a way. You know, obviously the fact <laughs> that Woody Allen to be the main ant Z, his name is Z. Um, they tailored the script to him, right? Everything, obviously, it, it's very Woody Allen-ish with kind of the, the anxiety and the uh, uh, uh things. Well, the first scene is in therapy, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You don't even realize it's Ants, as if yeah. you didn't know that going to a movie called Ants, you know? Um, Creepily but, stalking the princess? Yeah. After, <laughs> you know, after younger. Counter, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I, I felt like, and then Stallone as the soldier ant who decides that he, he, he likes being a worker, you know, um, is, 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 is wonderful as well. You know, Sharon Stone, uh, Jennifer Lopez, there's just, you, it goes Gene on. Gene Hackman. 
Gene Hackman yeah. plays the, the main, and Christopher Walken. As oh, the it was great. Guy, yeah. Christopher <laughs> Walken really <laughs> made the movie. Yeah. He was so, made for animation, that voice. Exactly. And so, you know, it's, it's a much more of a, it's, and it's actually got a little bit of bizarre social commentary in there about a kind of a, a genocidal, um, general ant who wants to wipe out all the workers to, to purge the weakness out of the colony. It gets really dark, uh, pretty fast. He wants to drown them all. And, um, and, and so on and so forth. But I, I really think <laughs> these two films, um, it is is definitely a better film. It's it's much more enjoyable. It's funnier. Um, I thought Bugs Life was just kind of very ho hum kid fair, you know. Well, that's the whole purpose of that film. I mean, you yes. talk about the ants film is brown. That the ants look brown. They look like real ants, mm-hmm. except they have teeth, which is a little weird. Um, there's some violence, and I, I think even Stallone's head gets chopped off at the end or something. I mean, there's some stuff that happens in ads that's like oh, uh, pretty no. brutal. Somebody loses their head. Yeah. Danny Glover. Jackson. Danny yeah. no. Glover. Uh, Danny but but sorry, if you Danny look Glover. at the Bugs Life character, those characters are made to be sold later. You know, yeah, what I'm merchandising. Saying? Merchandising. Yeah. And and I think that's kind of, and they both had the same theme though. The theme was. One ant is different than all the other ants because he wants to be an individual, except they're in this worker <laughs> hive mentality. Workers being exploited by, in one film, the grasshoppers, in the other film, the, 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 um, the army or the, you know, the, the military, um, the military who, who wants to keep them down, like you're saying. Um, but the, the ants, ants made 171.8 million and the other one made 363.4 million. Yeah. So there's a clear monetary winner there. Um, well, I think Bugs Life was flying on the uh, coattails of um, Toy Story. Toy Story, sure. And I mean, Toy Story to me was like a magical film. Yes, it's like one where story, character, writing, animate, and it was so new. You know, like the animation for feature. You know that had you know, <laughs> you know, tremendous um, driving power which I think swept um, Bugs Life up with it. And, um, you know, both films were going to make money. It's the summer. They're animated films, you know, and... Um, but but clearly... Know, I'm, I'm with Chris. I, you know, I was really... Under, when I first saw it, I was underwhelmed by A Bugs Life. I just didn't feel it had the same magic that um toy story had. Well, how could that's a tough that's a tough hill to climb right yeah there. but later you got the incredible sort of like an yeah. anthill but up <laughs> and even wall-e yeah but you know they, they've certainly repeated it but you know and the other film you know i think chris is kind of right it's kind of sloppier and it's it looks a little rushed and also think about bugs life Usually they have a lot of, in the Pixar films, some sly adult humor. And I really didn't see it. This was definitely more a kid's movie. And the other one, Ants, was more of an adult's movie. You know, I mean, kids can watch it. But I think, you know, adults got a little more out of it. And I just wonder what kind of script they started with when you consider how ingrained Woody Allen's personality is into Z. Now, that's one of the benefits and drawbacks of going with the celebrity cast, because you already know who Woody Allen is. But this is like one of his monologues. This is like one of his movies, you know. I've seen Woody Allen films 
less Woody Allen than this. You know, I mean, this is really all about. Oh, and that's the gamble that Katzenberger, you know, that's what he, that was his take on it. If the animation isn't going to live up to, you know, he knew what he was dealing with, with, with Pixar (coughs) and he just wasn't going to get that. So what do you do? You bring in the stars and I'm sure the script, like you're saying, was, was molded for him. Right. Yeah. For for something to start with. Right. And this was uh, and Woody Allen was kind of he was kind of resurgent in the mid 90s after he did uh, Mighty Aphrodite with uh, Mira Sorvino. Uh, You know, he he was and still, well, at least relatively until relatively, he turned out about a movie a year. And I've always thought he only has about a, you know, a a 250 to 300 batting average in, in, in most cases, you know. Yeah. Most of his movies are okay, but everyone like every third or fourth one is really good. Yeah, um, his and, average has gone down over the years. Yeah, and, and he it had really, a really sweet spot during the seventies, late seventies, yeah. mm-hmm. and then yeah. in the early eighties. But I feel like he had a little resurgence there uh, in the later nineties. So I think that like you know they chose Woody Allen because he was kind of a you know he was a he was a, a well known property again, and the fact that you don't have to even in the nineties he was. He looked really old, so like animating him, you can you can get rid of that problem, you know. Yeah, and he was somebody who would never be part of a crowd. His persona yes. as an individual in the movies, and he's always Woody Allen in his movies. Mm-hmm. You know, he you, you know he was never going to fit in, and for many reasons. Yeah, and 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 it's I think one of the things is, and I think you make a good point, Ralph, when you talk about. Um, I remember seeing plenty of Bugs Life merchandising. I don't remember seeing a whole bunch of ants merchandising. I'm sure you probably oh, I want the Woody t-shirt. Allen one. <laughs> Although I was somewhere, I was at some thrift store just this weekend, and I think it was a Bugs. No, it might have been the ants. I think it was. Yeah, it was Kevin Spacey's Grasshopper. That's uh, from uh, uh, Bugs Life. Okay, so oh, it was it was a Bugs Life. Now. It was yeah. a Bugs Life. <laughs> Ten bucks yeah. each. These things still. Were you at Savers? It was Savers. <laughs> but no, you left here. Off, I don't remember. Off from yeah, I don't remember. To... I don't. But I'm I just, just saying think these movies were made for two different audiences, right? I think well, Bugs Life was made for kids, and that's why and they wanted so well. to get the kids seeing it more than once, which they succeeded. Yeah. As a parent, you're not going to. Once you hear about ants, or maybe you even go see it, you're not going to take kids that because it's not a kid movie. I mean, it's a very adult movie. The dialogue is very adult. Um, I, I watched that. I didn't watch a bug life. I, I saw a bug's life a long time ago <laughs> for me. Uh, it's toy story and, and Incredibles. Those are my favorite Pixar movies. A bug's life. I liked it. It's not that I didn't like it, but it was cutesy. Yeah. It was like, I, and, and it, again, the contrast in the colors is very stark. One's very bright, very colorful. The other is, is very dark. And, and even the faces of the ants in ants was kind of a strange, like almost the uh, if you are familiar with um, the outer limits, the mis- the uh, Xanthan, yeah, I do. that's that's what it reminded well, me also, of. Also, and they I, all I, looked I, the same. They did. I think that's the look they were going. There for, were no personalities. Look very much like that, right? And they also wanted to put uh, uh, Z in glasses, and Woody Allen shot that down. He didn't want that. But I mean, I don't think it would have worked nearly as well if not for Woody Allen being the voice of that character the way it was written. I mean, he was really well, was good written. in it. I was surprised how much I enjoyed his performance in it. It, it wasn't one of these deals like uh, I felt he was phoning it in. It was really, it was really interesting, and I liked it. I liked all the celebrity voices trying to figure out who was who. Uh, you know, obviously, no. And I, I also read Stallone did it for nothing. 
Someone else was supposed to do it. I think Schwarzenegger. And he wanted too much money. Stallone did it for nothing because he wanted to be in it. Um, um, this voice, but, how these guys make this, like, what's his name? Uh, Vin Diesel making all the money just for saying, I am Groot. I, I mean, am Groot. what is I know. Wrong? Yeah, but this was more than that. I'm not I mean, saying, geez. I'm just saying voice acting. Yeah. But no, I'm like, the, what made them even think? Because I'm sure the original script wasn't as neurotic a character. No, once you get Woody Allen, thing. you're going to shape but it for him. Why, if you're making an animated film, what make you think Woody Allen? Uh, Katzenberg that, never done one before you know it's like the kids why will him? flock to see it no way you see that's that's the that's the miscalculation I just found that that had I'm glad he did it but I'm like where I want to know yeah. what the thought process was with that yeah. you know uh, based on the original script because they obviously know, you put him in it's not a kiddie movie anymore more yeah. than likely I want to know the inside information on what happened to uh the two guys Eisenberg and uh Katzenberg. Eisner Katzenberg. Eisner and Katzenberg Eisner and well yeah, Katzenberg what, what created DreamWorks. Eisner ran Disney for a while. No, but um, what was the thing? Katzenberg. Well, okay, oh, so I, I was parent. I was working out there when all this happened, and you yeah. know, I read the trades, and you read the trades, the Hollywood Reporter and Variety, and you read them because you want actual news of what's going on in the business. You read them because you want to see your name or people that you know's name, and you read them because you want the hot gossip. And Eisner and Katzenberg clashed at Disney, and Katzenberg. Uh, was basically kicked out and he sued and he won a very small settlement of $270 million. <laughs> so I hope he's okay. Oh. And um, you have to remember, and this was a lot of people, I didn't invent this phrase. A lot of people told this to me and then I, I saw it. And this is a great example. Hollywood is basically high school with money. Yeah. <laughs> and so the idea that people would take a personal grudge um, into projects and business and, you know, spend millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars making <laughs> marketing something just they fuck you to somebody that they were mad about from business. Even if it's a legitimate thing they were upset about, that's very Hollywood. And, you know, the guys that wrote it, uh, that wrote Ants, the Whites brothers, Chris and Paul Whites, they, uh, they were having a big time. They wrote the pilot to Fantasy Island, which was the show that I worked on. Um, and then they did American Pie the next year. And so this was kind of a a cross between some of the adult and and kid sensibilities, but I don't know. I mean, both movies star sexual predators, which they didn't market that at all, which yeah, is a little I'm disappointing. Sure. But I mean, to me, I, I don't I don't think either of the movies are remarkable as movies. I think that they're very important historically in both the development of CGI a- animation and also the development of um, the industry. I mean, dreams DreamWorks was going to do Prince of Egypt first. And then because Katzenberg and Disney uh, and Katzenberg and Eisenhower had their experience, they said, you know what? We're going to move up ants and beat a bug's life. And uh, I saw both of them in the theater and I thought they were both looked really neat and were fine, but I didn't get the excitement I got out of Toy Story. No, never mind the next year, Toy Story two. And so it, they're, they're not really that important as movies. Like the creatively speaking. And if you wanted to know, like, could you make a Woody Allen movie with animated ants? Well, I mean, okay, you can. No, but I guess that's, that's, not what's that's in, nice. It's what's interesting. But to me, it's more important the history yeah, of, how of what started. happened right. in terms of both the personalities and the, the, the businesses. And I mean, you know, you know remember, cause, you know, Spielberg, Katzenberg and Geffen, those are huge names already, of course, for a long time. And Spielberg and Amblin are in business with, you know, major relationships with studios and all this kind of stuff. And these guys, 
guys are like the creatives that are going to make their own studio, like United Artists, all that kind of stuff. And that, that actually, that was happening when I was out there and it was all over the, the news and here's the big thing they're going to do. And here's their first movie and all this kind of crazy stuff. So it was really neat to, to watch it. But at the end of the day, I mean, they're just as vulnerable as any other studio to success and different projects and things like that. And so they wanted to take on Disney and animation and they did, they won the first animated uh, Oscar uh, with Shrek, which is already 22 years old, which I can't believe. And so it's kind of a neat thing history wise, but it, as far as the, the actual movies, I, I don't really have like any strong positive or negative memories of them. Yeah. What I remember about when I saw ants was Woody Allen. Like Woody Allen's doing a voice in a in a cartoon. That's going to be fascinating. And then you flash forward now and you look at the messages. I mean, I hate to do this, but I'm going to do it. I don't care. I think the, I'm going to do it too. The messages of both these films is the working stiffs get screwed <laughs> by the people above them. Now, in in Bugs Life, it's the grasshoppers doing the samurai thing where they make them grow the food so they can uh, take their food and just leave them leave them there. And the other one, it's uh, Woody Allen is trying to be a different, you know, he's trying to be the individual while everybody else is following the military. And like you said, one of the military's guys is trying to drown everybody. I think that's in Ants. Mm-hmm. And Woody Allen yeah. creates this thing where they all get together and save by by being an individual and getting people to listen to him. He saves the, the hive or whatever it's called. Yeah, um, because they all followed orders and did what they were That's told. right. And how, and how current right now what's going on as far as how the working class is now starting to Unions are becoming more popular and how we're realizing that the 1% is, you know, capitalism is doing, it's like this movie came, these movies came out in 1998 and they both had that kind of sub, sub message that some people were worried that we're teaching our kids communism and Marxism when these, when, especially when ants came out, that there was an issue about you, your kids are going to watch this. They're going to learn about communism and socialism. What's going on? And you flash forward to now and it's like, wow, that's, you know, it's happening now. It's 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 a fascinating thing that these films kind of brought out. And and I'm only saying this because I I cheated and I went to YouTube and I said Bugs Life versus Ants, and I found all these videos where people are comparing the two. Oh, like which one doing. was winning? What's that? How brave! Which one was it winning? Um, the the one that I saw was just about the commenting on the message of both the films. Okay. You know, they, they got and, into how much brighter Bugs Life was from an animation standpoint and, you know, how, how it stacked up against ants as far as animation. And but. I noticed something, it sounds small, but, you know, EGADS, doesn't Woody Allen's ant character look like E.T.? <laughs> they all had that big-headed, yeah. Yeah, you know, but I mean, his, his face... More so well, than it the was other a Spielberg, Spielberg. Movie, so. Yeah, Could that's be, what yeah. I was thinking. I mean, exactly. There's and then, the, and then you talk about Woody Allen and Kevin Spacey each starring in the other, and it's like, I mean, what? how how complicated can it get? Well, well you have to remember yeah, also. Irony. I think it's important. It's important to know that both of those movies, which I said, I don't, I don't think they're terrible. I don't think they're special. They're both so much better than the thin red line which came out in the same year <laughs> that it's it's remarkable that they could transcend that kind of genre and have a military themed movie that was bigger than the big terrence malick movie oh, there so, you go good point drew uh, Thin red line is great but we'll we'll talk about that later but uh, yeah, we'll we can do a thin that. red line saving private ryan death match if you want oh, you yes. the gene hackman be- patent scene that they did that was cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, he does, when Patton does a speech at the beginning, they recreated that in uh, Ants when he walked up. To, well, here, I like that. 
He was good. I thought Gene Hackman's character was good. Yeah. Is that, you know, what's good for humans wouldn't necessarily be good for ants. I don't think if ants didn't work in a colony hive mentality, I think their societies would collapse. Could be wrong. I don't think there would be ants today if they were like Woody Allen. Let me just say that. Well, Sean, what you need to do is go on YouTube and look up uh, how ant colonies work, and you'll find a lot of videos that will answer your question, and then you can talk about that. Uh, I was just just doing research. Just watch them. Do your own research. Where where else do you research? YouTube. To me, that is my favorite ant movie, Them. So, Ralph, just so I'm clear, we're doing a show on comparing the movies, and your research was watching shows. That compared the movies. Well, he yeah. said last week, you know, you don't have to watch the yeah. movies. I mean, I mean what do you think? Do? Everybody you go, who I mean, reviews a movie facts, watches a movie. You get facts from wherever you can get them. Yeah, I wanted to see other perspectives. That's all. Um, well, I, I was going to plus, see. I didn't want to watch the movies again. <laughs> so I, mean, I will say, of all the movies on the wheel, all the movies on his wheel. If we continue doing this. This was to me the least interesting. That's a big question. Well, it started that way, but then it got interesting for me based on. Woody Allen, Kevin Spacey, and and the Katzenberg thing. I, I, you know, once I once I learned that, I was like interested that it's. Did you watch either studio. of the movies? Did you rewatch either of the movies? I did not rewatch either of the movies. I at least watched Ants, and I'm glad I did. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, that. I liked Ants. I didn't feel I needed to to compare. You know, compare what we're, we're doing here. Plus, well, I no, like Chris. Do, I like Chris do most do it of for it. you. Yeah, I, I mean, you like guys I said, never watch other things to get information. You just you just want to stick to your. Well, own. yeah, but this is kind of different. I mean, I I would I would. I would think you'd have to watch at least one of them. To make I've a... seen them both. Why do I have to watch? Them When's again? the last time you saw them? <laughs> Probably twenty-five years ago yeah, when the they came out. With me, I haven't seen Ants forever. When yeah, I, I, I saw it in the theater when it first came out, I haven't seen it since. Yeah, it means I've I mean, seen so Bugs I think play that's what with I kids, but that's not you know. Like it's library. funny. I didn't. I since I've been an adult, I I don't really watch animated films. But now that I'm, you know, got grandchildren, I guess that's my. Yeah. God, there's some great animated film. Yeah, animation is. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm with Debbie while. on this one. I don't lean into animate now. Toy Story. Oh. I don't even think I've seen The Invincibles. The, the uh, Incredibles. It's not a real movie, so yeah. The Incredibles, the Incredibles is one of the best superhero movies ever made. I, I agree with that. Maybe that's Live why I never wanted to see or it. Animated. Um, that's a great. It's a great movie about a family. It's yeah, very it's relatable. The best fantastic um, movie well ever made. I think I saw Cars because I brought my kids to see yeah, that. I didn't see and after Cars. Toy Story, you know, see, Toy Cars Story, I went. Like, I'd go yeah. see Toy Story now. I think. yeah, Toy Story was amazing. Cars was very ordinary too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It was the first one that was like, oh, the the streak is broken. Right. Not that they didn't do other good things, but that oh, was yeah, the first one great. that just felt I like thought Shrek ordinary. Was great too. Right Shrek was wonderful. I loved Shrek. Well, but as far as as far as Pixar, was, goes. yeah, yeah, but I mean, just in general, animation. Shrek I mean, my favorite Pixar, Pixar right? my favorite was, Pixar was was Up, and to me, that's uh, a great up. example of just why if you reject animated movies just for being animated, right. you are cutting yourself out of a lot of experiences because it's it would be wonderful writing in any genre, any format, live action, animated. But then, of course, it does things and creates things that you could. I mean, you could do them live. I mean, CGI worlds and superhero movies and all that stuff are just animation. Anyway, right. but you know there there are really wonderful stories that are being told. I mean, just look at you know Spirited Away or any other Miyazaki movie. I mean, just incredible stuff. So I hope that you don't um, avoid movies just because they're animated, especially because there are animated movies for adults, animated documentaries, all kinds of different. Yeah, stuff. Fritz the Cat. I knew not that kind of adult, but that. yes, I know. I knew. Is you there were frontal say nudity that. in that one, Fritz the Cat? 
I hope so. Let me ask you this. You guys are kind of abusing me. Did you guys all watch both films for this? I watched one of them. Why didn't you watch both? Why? Why not? Because I remember Bugs Life, and I knew I... Uh, it was too kiddie for me. I didn't want to watch it. I don't see. One. I mean, it seems like you're not doing the work. That well, no, now I know what to do. Oh, I'm just going to watch YouTube comparisons. Before we start, before <laughs> everybody starts. Whoa, whoa, Chris. Chris is Chris's idea, so yeah. careful. So we're going to, uh, I, I think we've kind of, I think everybody's kind of said their piece about these two. Obviously, nobody was like super enthused about these films, but, but let's, let's put it. Who, who, let's, uh, let's get the tally marks going, man. Who's, who, who's, who's for ants? Like, I mean, That's I have my to say ants. Whacker. Ants. Yeah. 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 I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think ants is, and, well, and now let's ask because I was, you know, I think I was an adult when I saw it. I mean, as much of an adult as I could be in my twenties. But now, um, can you watch it now, knowing Woody Allen and Kevin Spacey are been canceled? No, I think it's different. You know, it's funny I, that you say that because I have to be honest. I wasn't thinking that when I was watching the movie, maybe because it was only his voice and mm. I didn't yeah. see him. I think that was what the difference was. And I think it would be the same thing because Kevin Spacey was actually really good as the bad yeah. grasshopper. Yeah, he's, he's a real great, great actor. I think yeah. it would be different. He's when great. you see them for real, I think it, it kind of makes it, it – it doesn't make any sense, but it does make it. No, I mean, I, I get it. You're looking at a cartoon, so yeah. it's, it's – so No, an animated suspended. film. Animated film. Um, but he uh, was so, creepy. I mean, he was creeping on the princess a little bit. Yeah, he was, <laughs> see, yeah, I, I totally disagree with that. He wasn't <laughs> creeping on her. He was a neurotic guy that a woman, uh, the princess showed him attention, and he liked it. Yeah. That's all. I mean, yeah. like, creeping I on. Again, yeah, well, then I'm throwing my Woody Allen creepiness in there. Then I, but that, <laughs> I know it's that's it, something listen, that's going to happen. It's a I, we, we talk about we talk about this all the time. It's frustrating because. Like a movie like um, Usual Suspects, right? Yeah. Or, mm. or anything, Kevin. Yeah. Horrible Bosses, okay? Which is a terrible movie that's great. Kevin Spacey's awesome in these films. <laughs> right. Uh, and it's just you can't separate. And right. you ha- I don't know. So, so that's why, I mean, I know this was not the greatest one to start this with. But it did bring up some things that were I wouldn't have thought about before these two were put together. Like including, Dream, including DreamWorks versus Disney. Woody Allen versus Kevin Spacey. I mean, it's sort of it's interesting. Wait, I want to know because Debbie and Drew didn't didn't raise their hand. So you well, going with Bugs I Life? I uh, I like uh, Bugs Life. I like the samurai one. Bugs the Bugs Life. Life. Bugs yeah. Life. Drew, how about you? I really you? like that theme. Which I'd one? rather just watch The Big Lebowski again if we're looking at 1998. <laughs> but that's movies. not well, that's not the show. See, now you you're giving one. me crap, and you're pulling one. You're pulling that number. Who won? In your opinion? I mean, I think I think Bugs Life is visually much more striking i remember seeing that in the theater more yeah me too but i mean you know they're both competent movies but it's weird now also because i mean that is uh what 25 years ago and the um you know pixar especially i mean that has become a brand and a look and even though disney has their own animation division as well and they do some great stuff like wreck it ralph and whatever i mean Picks Toy Story and Bugs Life set that visual standard. Yeah. You're like, okay, I see those eyes. That's what a Pixar movie looks right. like. And so, you know, I I remember. Yeah. I just I don't remember anything really about how ants looked from when I saw it. I don't remember hating it or anything. I just don't remember uh, it looking neat. And I remember thinking Bugs Life was just really gorgeous. Yeah, well, that's that's a- now maybe Debbie- somebody can explain this to me before we close, Ralph. Uh, what does uh, you know? I know it's like a juxtaposition. But when I first heard that word juxtaposition, 
I thought they were saying just the position. <laughs> That's and what I ironically, explained it to you. It is, you know, it's That's, just the position. Comparing juxtap- What are you? Okay, okay. Samantha, what are you doing? Debbie, have you seen the Lego Let's movie? Let's ask an AI. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the Lego movie, Debbie? No, I have not. Okay. That's well, real fun. Yeah, I wouldn't go see a cartoon like that. No, the Batman it's an animated really film. Sorry. Will Arnett. <laughs> All right, so let's do this. Let us spin I'm for the Batman. next. Uh, we're going to try this one more week. Yeah, yeah, why not? Well, yeah, it's now that they know fun. how to do it. it. Kind of yeah. no, we'll do it again. It, we're enjoying right. it. You Let's try me? one. We'll try it. We'll just see every week. We'll see if we want to do it. What's another the YouTube channel? Maybe a new rough. marketing genius yes. of Yippee Kaye. <laughs> What's that? Chris may turn out to be the new marketing genius. We've got to do this with Indian movies because they want to hear more from Chris. All right, hang on. Let's go to the wheel. All right, so there we go. we got a few more on there. This could be. This could be. Brutal. I don't. I don't know about this one, Ralph. <laughs> no. Okay, I've seen both of these. Okay, good. Well, this will be a fun one to do. All right. So this All is. Right. Uh, this we'll try All this right. again. I hated the Truman Show. I've <laughs> never seen the other one, so I got to find a video you, where they compare I these. You two. saying you hated it? I think did I did. I said I didn't like it. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't think I. I liked thought it. the word I used was pretentious, but it might have well. been. But I know Ed TV. That's the one with Matthew McConaughey, right? And mm-hmm. Elizabeth, is that a Ron Howard and Elizabeth movie? Hurley. Yes. Oh, I believe the Ron, Ron Howard movie. Yeah. The Ron and Howard he, versus Peter Weir. So right, I will right, watch right. Ed TV. Yes. I don't need to watch Truman again because I already and know that. she takes your shirt off. Ed TV is only available on Netflix India, so good luck. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to look that one. All right. Let's now do a round of what you watch. Now, can you guys promise to keep it under two minutes? Well, or hang, hang on. What? Hang I on. Well, we before we anything. do, what did we watch? I think we have to acknowledge there was a genuinely terrible loss. Yes. I love Lance Reddick. He was only 60 years old. Oh, yeah. Died apparently of natural causes. He's from Baltimore, so got some hometown pride. And of course, one of his most famous roles was as Cedric Daniels in The Wire. And he was one of those people. We keep losing him. Anything he was in, he elevated stuff that was already good, like the guest. And the John Wick movies, he just took them up to another level. And he's the he manager of the Continental like in the Giant Fringe. Yeah, he's he he runs the uh, the sort of safe space slash hotel in the John Wick movies. And you know, sixty is um, pretty young. Is young. I think That's he had very, a lot of great work ahead of him. Sixty is very young. Yeah, it was. Really, I, is, yeah, I was very, I was very sad to hear that news. Yeah. While promoting John Wick, he was supposed to go to promote it, oh, and he bad. passed. Well, let's just say I call him son. That's What's how that? young he was. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone, everyone I know that worked on, uh, worked on the wire, you know, they all had strong opinions about the personalities of the people that they worked with and worked for. They all said he was just the nicest guy. And, uh, you know, I, I believe it. I've heard uh, nothing but professional and kind and people, the things that they wrote on Twitter and, and in articles after his death was announced. It was very touching. So I was, was very, also very good in everything news. he does. He was good in Fringe. Yeah. I don't know if you guys watch Fringe. Yeah, that was a great show. He was great in that. He was good in that. Now, uh, well, I'm not being a smartass. What's that? But He's not being a smartass. Because what? I, don't I actually think, don't know. No, I haven't heard yeah. anything. You still miss I, it. I don't wow. want this James. Fr- oh, oh, Julian you know, Sand. General Franco is still dead, <laughs> but I'm just, you know, I'm. I like him as an actor. I don't think he's going to show up alive. He's been gone an awfully long time. Yeah, well, unless we find out. There unless he's some, actually just trying you know, to hide. Yeah, like um, oh. Randy um, Quaid. Quaid. Yeah, Randy Quaid. Quaid. Yeah, or Amelia Earhart. Yeah. yeah. There you go. 
All right, let's do uh, what you watch. I'm going to put the timer on you guys. I'm sorry. Right. I just feel I have to. So, Chris, we're going to start with you. Sure. Um, okay, so I had kind of an unusual, almost a moral quandary recently when I turned on Disney Plus that I noticed they had the 1987 uh, classic, which I saw in the theaters, uh, Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, there. Elizabeth Shue? Yep, Elizabeth with Elizabeth Shue. I remember seeing it in the theater and when I fired it up. <laughs> Uh, to watch it and noticed it had a big splash that said edited for content Uh-oh. and i was like Boo. what adventures in babysitting so the funny thing about it is and i it's because it's one of those movies there i was like some oh. drug use in that movie I well there's also a lot of f-bombs oh, there's child uh, endangerment yes but there's also like a few <laughs> like at one point um one of the characters keeps calling thor because the little girl is yeah. obsessed with thor vincent d'onofrio Yes, who, yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio plays the guy who she thinks is Thor later. Um, he, uh, one of the characters, the teenage character, is calling him, uh, a, a derogatory, um, slur for a homosexual, uh, but not the really bad one, um, as far as that's concerned. Calls okay. him and, um, anyway, uh, and they drop all the F bombs and which there were actually more than a couple, believe it or not, in that movie. I didn't seem to be bothered by him in that period. No, we didn't. We didn't buy it. Didn't bother us as much. Was that so, rated? I forget. No, it was, it was probably PG 13, right? I don't even think it was PG 13. It was just, it was, I think it was a straight PG movie. PG, you only have one F bomb. They had at least two. So it's got to be, it had to be PG 13. Maybe it was PG 13. No. Anyway, Disney Plus had uh, cleaned it up, and while there's, on the one hand, I was like, oh, you know, you, I, I really have a problem with uh, with messing with art, even if it's problematic. Um, and and I know that baby Adventures in Babysitting, some would say, really art. Uh, but anyway, long story short, uh, at the same time, it's kind of nice to be able to show that to my kids without having to like constantly be like, those are words we don't use. Those are words we don't use. All right, anyway. two minutes. You want you want a little extra time? No, I'm done. No, oh, that was look at that good timing all right did your kids watch it no not yet no. okay i uh, fell in love with her in, yeah. in that movie oh me too. not karate kid her in that. i thought no kid might have been. Uh, She's i great. fell in love with her in watchmen <coughs> when she can was, i go next oh the series breastfeed, breastfeeding uh what's no the that's thing? the that's the boys that's i'm the sorry boys. the boys not Watchmen. Oh. go ahead sean you want to go yeah because yeah, we had a similar problem remember we it's two minutes per square so we're, yeah, we're going to talk about, we didn't watch much because we've had the grandkids over, but we had all, all the Baltimore grandkids over one day and they, we were going to watch a movie and they wanted to watch Kindergarten Cop, mm. which of course I had seen, but had never seen with kids, mm. you know, and it's like adventures in babysitting. I thought nothing of it. There's like, oh, strippers. Oh, this, oh, that. Oh, really? And the oldest of the grandkids, who's 11 now, and we had an eight-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a four-year-old watch it. The 11-year-old who recommended the film was grabbing the remote and fast-forwarding through scenes she didn't think the seven-year-old would like, could handle. So it was interesting, but it's one another one of these cases like Adventures in Babysitting, where it's like, I saw it, nothing wrong with it. But you know, no, this, but wait. It's like, yeah, maybe not, not. for seven-year-olds. Then they just watch Megan. What's that one rated? Is that a PG-13? PG-13. That was a family movie. 13, but your youngest is, your oldest is 11. Yeah, she liked it. You know what film I thought was really horrifying for kids? Ralph, Ralph, you're taking your kids at eight. You were taking them to movies they shouldn't even be. (laughs) It's in my divorce. One of my divorces, (laughs) I... uh, 
the uh, Stir of Echoes movie was called out. <laughs> well, at least that's a good one. It's a great oh one. So I'm that sorry, was... Sean. Go ahead. I, for, I, I forgot what I was going to say, but um, of course, I think some other film that one. Did you like it? Is... Did you like Kindergarten Cop, Sean, when you saw it again? You know, it's easier to watch like Judgment Day, Terminator 2, Terminator, Raw Deal, you know, any of those cop, right. any yeah. of those films with Predator, with Schwarzenegger. And it's like, okay, I understand why it's appealing. But we seem to love Schwarzenegger comedies back in the 90s. Oh, he did. Drew. What do you got? Well, the show I really wanted to watch today, which was a three-way cage match called Who's Gonna Indict First between the special prosecutor in the state of New York and the state of Georgia. It was supposed to have a live season premiere today. It didn't, so hopefully that'll happen later this week. But what I did is I went back and I filled in two holes in my uh, movie-watching history, one recent and one uh, much further back. I had never seen uh, Risky Business with oh, Tom Cruise. Nice. So I went back and I watched that and I learned two things. One was that the, uh, the famous scene of him dancing, um, in his underwear is like in the first eight minutes of the movie and has really nothing to do with the rest of the story. Nope. Uh, and also, uh, it's kind of like Ferris Bueller's darker day off mm-hmm. and yeah. it gets really quite dark. Oh. And, uh, it was kind of like, uh, like a shadow version of John Hughes in some of it. And I wasn't really sure at a certain point what um, a happy ending was going to look like in this movie. But, uh, you know, it was fun to see extremely young, original nose, Tom Cruise yeah. and Rebecca de Mornay and Joe Pantoliano. And, and that was fun. And it was Guido worth, the it was killer watching pimp. <laughs> yeah, that's Joe Pantoliano. Yeah. who's very young. Who's the U-boat commander? Who's gone now, isn't he? And then uh, I watched another movie, which I didn't have a lot of high expectations for. It's a much more recent movie that I didn't see. It's on Disney+. Plus. I watched Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh. And I I loved Thor Ragnarok. I, I, I just, Taika Waititi is great. And I feel like, I don't know if, maybe if Thor, Love and Thunder had come out first, it would be you know received better or something. Because it kind of felt like one of those things where you're trying to do the same thing again. And that's really, really hard. And watching um, Thor Love and Thunder, they had uh, Christian Bale as the villain, which is a wonderful actor and kind of a really neat concept of a villain. And they didn't really do anything with it. And in Thor Ragnarok, they had Kate Blanchett having an absolute ball as a great villain that they built a great story around. So I was glad that I saw it. And you know, Chris Hemsworth and his daughter uh, in the last scene was, was cute. All right, John, go. Um, so I'm going to go classic. Today it was on, and whenever it comes on, I watch it. 1949's Carol Reed's The Third Man. I absolutely adore Classic. this movie for so many different reasons. But I would just want to, I'm a huge, you know how big an Armir Khan guy I am. I'm a huge Orson Welles guy. I love what? Orson Welles. He was Welles. huge too. And, and Who knew? I, I love the fact that he's barely in this movie, mm-hmm. but leaves the most <laughs> indelible impression. And his entrance in this movie, like they asked him, why would you do a movie that you're hardly in? He goes, for the first hour, all they're doing is talking about my character. And then they have the big reveal. And just that, that, uh, the dialogue. And they said he wrote, you know, people say he directed it. He didn't direct it. Carol Reed directed it, but he rewrote dialogue. And in that Ferris wheel thing, he wrote that dialogue and it was so Orson Welles. And the way it was shot on location, all the Dutch angles. Didn't we do the third man on this show? No, we did uh, another movie directed by Carol Odd Reed, Man Out. Uh, the Odd Man Out. No, what's the one with this the one has more zither? That's that's third man, but we didn't. We never did that one. We just I mean, we talked about it. We I'm did, just you, I watched we did Odd Man Out, and everybody yeah. was like, "Wow, 
The third man is great. This one's not as good. Oh, right. right. The same. Like, I got when you, you compared the two, it's hard yeah. to compare the two. Yeah, oh, right? sure. Okay. But that scene at the end, oh, and God. it was pretty brave of Carol Reed to do this, when she's walking down that path by Holly Martins, mm-hmm. and it takes forever to, for her to walk uh, down there. And you're not quite sure how she's going to react. And after everything he did, she just walks right by him. And and it was a re- and the music. My I wife, I love that Harry Lime theme, and I have a mix where I play it. And she goes, "Can't we just go buy this song? I don't want to hear this. I love that song." And what's so funny about the character and why I love Orson Welles? He took a pretty evil character, and when you think about what his character did, very evil stuff. John, you went over by thirty seconds, so oh, you, only, you only get a minute and a half next time. Sorry. Okay, fair enough. Start taking it away. <laughs> All right. All right. I watched a film on Hulu. Let me put the timer up. Called the Boston Strangler, starring Kira uh, Knightley uh, and uh, Kerry Coon. And let me just say this: as is I'm that another watching, one for is that another one for kids? It is not for children. <laughs> oh, you know, okay. and it's 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 like she uh, she said. It's about two women. Who were the ones who and and shows my ignorance because I was watching it with Maria and I go here we go again, they're doing a woke movie where they're trying to say women, and it turns out these were actual real people who who um, came up with the actual name Boston Strangler and were the ones hitting on all the police to figure out what's going on. It's it's a it's Zodiac light. As a matter of fact, it takes a lot of the same pace and same scenes that are in Zodiac right down to. If you remember the basement scene where she's interviewing the guy that maybe made the posters and, and I'm talking in Zodiac where he's creeped out down in the basement. They do one of those scenes with one of these reporters. They do a scene where the spouse is saying, we're getting, I can't believe you put your picture in the paper. This person's out there. Immediately she gets a call and it's somebody breathing on the other end. And I'm like, oh my God. But it's a pretty good movie and it's a pretty good breakdown of what was going on in Boston at the time. And the strangler how maybe it was one person maybe it was three people uh it's a fascinating movie about the whole thing well did you see the tony curtis version at least one of them and it made me go out and buy the tony curtis Curtis version version. did you watch it i'm not i'm gonna watch it i've seen this before yeah and it's got a lot of directed by a guy named um um richard fleischer have you seen all the films this guy richard fleischer yeah that's the fleischer studios ralph right he well he also made uh, under the sea didn't soylent green uh he did a couple conan movies <laughs> he directed Mandingo, the guy who directed this. Yes. And supposedly there's a lot that was of a big uh, one. split screen stuff in here that's pretty that's groundbreaking. Yeah. And yeah. Henry Fonda And Tony Curtis got a lot of critical acclaim for that movie. He did, and he really fought to get the part. So yeah. it made me did, want to go did, buy this. Did um, Tony Curtis ever have a, a daughter that won an Oscar? It's a good film. So, all yeah, right. I'll check um, it out. Check it out on Hulu. That's it. So we got the films for next week. It's Truman Show yep. and Ed TV. For the studio cage match. Yeah. Do it right. If that, you know, if, if this Chris theme show studio doesn't get you subscribed. Match. Yeah. Uh, or hit the notification button or if like get, it. Smash that like. At least 250 views, it's a hit. Okay. On we, this channel. we can't crack. We, on this show, we can't crack the, we very rarely crack the 200 mark. So please subscribe. Hit depressing. the like button. Help us out here. Help Chris yeah. out. We want Chris to talk more. Yeah. So this is uh, his thing. So Chris, yeah, you will be silencing Chris. Yeah, do yeah. all the research, Chris, on Ed TV. Chris, and if we Truman end up Show. with forty views, that's it. <laughs> We're done with the cage match. Because right? I'm not going to watch either one. No, I'm going to watch Ed TV. I'm going to watch YouTube. Who watched it? I think so you should I'm be psyched. That. I think. Hopefully, people are watching really us good. for the same thing. All right, everybody, have a good week. 
Drew, get hey, yourself uh, better, man. This is two weeks in a row. You're Drew, you're still sick, bud? Yeah, you got I'm not really sick, but my cough hasn't gone away. It's really, really oh, annoying. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. told that the cough will um, be the last thing that goes away. So it's like, it's. I mean, it's better than it was just two days ago, but it it's one of those things that keeps going and it's exhausting. And I just, we you know, have We have uh, that same problem <coughs> with our lives, and we take a prescription drug for its uh, acid reflux that comes up. Uh, wait. Um, rim That's shot. quite a justice So we position. take acid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't oh, do that. I'm sorry, Debbie. I thought that was work. a joke. My bad. No, right. it was some health. Uh, okay. uh, Sean health was showing health. Chapel Street. Thank you. Buy Sean's book, Chapel Street. Great book. John's Thank you, uh, reading to take. Thank you. Could I'm selling nothing. Soon. I sell nothing. Yep. You don't sell anything. You no. sell yourself. I sell myself. Everybody you sell have a good week. Short. Okay. See you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.